like to use is extra. Do you know her sign? Franzi, I would drink today. I low-key think I'm kind of psychic. It's like, am I psychic or am I an empath? Long-distance friendships, social media. Are we going to like each other? Like, what's this going to be? Hi, friends. You are listening to No Filter Friendship with Jen and Haley. I'm Jen Gregorio. And I'm Haley McNutt. And together, we're two friends who talk too much. What the fuck is up, bitches? <laughs> What's oh up? God. Sorry, am I coming at you too strong? A little too bit. Too fast. Damn, today? chill, girl. You I'm crazy. Sorry. You, cra- oh, you, you crazy girl. You crazy girl. You, you crazy, 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 crazy girl. girl. <laughs> Heather and I started saying that to her puppy, Fig, and now I'm actually obsessed. Every time he would get wild, we'd be like, oh, you crazy, Fig. You crazy, crazy, <laughs> Oh my and god, I want to like, meet Fig. It's literally the best thing in the whole world. Oh my god, you have to. You should come visit just so you can come hang out with Fig, because okay, he's fine. so cute. Fine. My Twist little my baby. Literally anything to get out of the Texas summer, also. That, I'm not interested. As if this one is any better. Ugh, I literally live in a swamp. <laughs> <laughs> I am an ogre. I am Shrek. Okay? <laughs> Bitch, I'm ready to be donkey, though. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. Um... Ugh. Anyway, welcome back, friends. Welcome back, yeah. To your your little, the tiny version. The shorty, (laughs) if you will. The short king version of No Filter Friendship. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no. (laughs) Stop it, get the fuck out. Sorry. Wow, this episode's for short kings only. If you are over 5'9", leave. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Wait, but also later. if you're over 5'9", call me. And also me. I, I've, <laughs> I've never met a man over 5'9". No, I'm <laughs> um, Incredible. Yeah, welcome back. Today, we are... We're talking about something we saw on Twitter. Twitter. The uh, he- healing from toxic friendships a thread. Yeah. Is what this we was were talking posted, about today. This was posted back in March um, yes. by a user called Bruja Bitch with two H's at the end, which you love to see. Yeah. Um, She's a and- witch. And so therefore, obviously, Haley's found this and sent it to me <laughs> and said, obviously. we should talk about this on a friendship. <laughs> I was like, wow, wait, I love this. Because I feel like we've talked so many times about toxic friendships, but yep. we haven't talked a lot about how healing from them is really fucking hard mm-hmm. and difficult and a yeah. little like traumatizing in its own way, you know, yeah. like going through that process. Um, and, you know, we've talked at length about how hard it is being coming out of like a toxic relationship, like romantic relationship and how like people don't talk enough about toxic friendships. Yeah. So that's what we're trying to rectify today. <sighs> for you on this fabulous Friday at the end of June. Happy Pride, by the way, everybody. Oh my god, happy Pride. Happy Pride. Anyway, um, okay, so should I, shall we start reading through this thread? Yeah. Want to read the first two? Yeah, the first couple tweets in the thread are really just about, like, what what happens. So <laughs> what she happens? Writes, Period. Friendship is something we all crave. We all want that sense of family, community, or niche. We all want to feel that spark and sense of play. Unfortunately, many of us don't even realize when we're living in toxic friendships. 
friends can break your heart. Tea. And codependency can trickle into friendships. Mm. Things can turn sour real quick. Healing from these types of connections takes time. Friends aren't easy to replace or get over. We know this deep down inside, which is why we may stay in toxic friendships. Yep. Which is true. And then they begin to list their tips for healing from toxic friendships. Well, before she does that, she they talk about the red flags. Oh, you're or right. Or signs to look out for. Yes, you're right. There are four signs that they list. Okay, so the first one is a sense of self-value depends on the approval of friends, mm. which that's like the definition of codependence, I feel like. Yeah, um, yeah pretty much. I've been, I definitely feel like I've been in codependent friendships before. Yeah. They're like so easy to get into by accident. And I will say, depending on where you are in your life and the level of codependency, I think that that is a less toxic type of a toxic friendship. Does that make sense? <laughs> like out of all different types of toxic friendships, a codependent friendship, I would say is less toxic than a lot of other. I I mean, I don't like 100% disagree. Although I will say with the caveat, the less toxic of the toxic ones always end up being the worst because people don't see them as being such horrible threats. Mm. So like, it's true. You're not wrong. Like being codependent might not be incredibly unhealthy in some situations. Like mm-hmm. if the person who you're codependent with is like good for you. But you know because what I mean? of like that, not, like, you're not going to you. think it's bad at all. But like people don't try to wrench you out of a codependent friendship the way that mm-hmm. they try to wrench you out of like a toxic abusive one. And like right. that does kind of bother me about them a little That's bit. That's so true. I don't know. Anyway. It's also hard to know when you're in a codependent friendship until you're no longer in that codependent friendship. Oh, well, yeah. As the person who's in it, you mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Anyway, number two (laughs) is a friend is constantly asserting dominance over you. They may do this by intimidating you, embarrassing you, turning people against you, raining on your parade, or talking down on you. Boo. Boo. You corny tomato, tomato, tomato. I'm throwing tomatoes. Bully, bro. If I had a fucking nickel for every asshole that I've known in my life who acts like this, I would be so rich. I could buy my own private island, and I would never have to see any of them again. (laughs) Yes, the amount of well, I mean, I will say skewed perspective. I am a woman, so a lot of people Mm. hate me that are just men. Yep, but. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, it's like stupid how many people you meet who are like trying to put you down, Mm -hmm. trying to have some kind of power over you. You know what? As I'm saying this in hindsight, I'm mostly talking about past managers. I am not necessarily talking about friends. It's that nasty, insidious, like, I'm in charge of you. I need to be like Mm -hmm. controlling almost like kind of like nasty personality trait that you get with some people and it comes out a lot in work environments now that I think about it. I could see that. I hate it. I fucking hate it. Embarrassing you, trying Mm. to make you feel like shit. Like, I'm funny. You don't need to make fun of me. I am just funny. Yes. Like, it's fine. Like, the joke will happen. People will laugh and it's not at my expense. No, it's with me, bitch. Correct. Correct. Anyway, should should we move on to the next one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, number three, possessiveness, controlling, or being overly dependent. They expect you to put them first and prioritize their needs over your own. Oof. 
I have witnessed this before. I don't know if I've, I may have, I don't think, I can't think of somebody who I've been in this kind of relationship with before, but I have witnessed this kind of friendship and it is so alarming from the outside looking in. It is like so obvious and so alarming, but I will say my friend who was in it didn't really notice it until she was out of it, basically. Yeah. And even then, she like felt bad that the friendship ended because she thought it was her fault. Oh, because the friend was, she was awful. It was rough. I mean, I do feel like the, I feel like this is super common in romantic relationships Mm -hmm. because we do have that like really toxic societal like expectation that you like own quote unquote Mm -hmm. your partner that's like rooted in like you know misogyny and shit. Um. But I do feel like with friendships, it can happen. And, like, honestly, it's something that I worry about a lot because I never want, like, my friends to feel like I'm, like, being possessive or controlling yeah, of them, right. you know? But I have i don't think I've ever been so unlucky as to have a friend who tried to do this to me. So no, that's nice. I don't think so. I don't think I have either. Maybe they just, like, gave up because I'm too obstinate. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, I can't be friends with her. She won't yeah. listen to me. <laughs> that I can't possess her enough. Bye. <laughs> Um, number four feels sort of related, not, not, Mm. not, not the same, but related disrespect. They do not respect your time, boundaries, energy, possessions, business, privacy, or space. They expect you to change and adjust yourself to their liking. Again, it's like, (laughs) these are all like, I feel like in a, in a, any sort of relationship, whether it be romantic or friendship or coworker or whatever, these are all for like ways that that person is making you feel like they're more important than you are to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like these all make me feel like if I'm the the friend, I want you to not I want you to care about me more than you care about yourself. Is essentially like yeah. what I'm getting from these four. Yeah. Like they want you to they want your support but they won't do any of that back. Right. They just want you to lift them up and they're not going to lift you up. One-sided. One-sided. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I would also say, like, all of these also go really hand in hand, right? Like, you don't mm-hmm. often find somebody who does just one. It's usually, like, a bunch. <laughs> right. Unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about healing. Yay. Mm-hmm. Healing is good. Yeah, it's the happy part. The hard Bruja, part, but happy. Bruja bitch has 10 tips for healing. All right, Bruja bitch, let's hear them. Feel out your emotions. Friends can break our hearts. It can make us angry, resentful, or sad. you got to process this instead of holding it all in. Otherwise, it'll be years later and you'll still be bitter over the situation. T. Yeah, she added to that one too. I invite you to really feel everything deeply and then let it all go. Release it. You do not need to carry this with you. Oof. Yeah, (sighs) it's a tough one. It is. I feel like this is also, like, the number one thing that you hear in therapy. Mm -hmm. They're like, are you feeling your emotions? Are you actually, like, like, letting those sink in? I want them to go away, actually. (laughs) No, ma'am. I am not (laughs) feeling them. Thank you for checking. Thanks for asking. (laughs) Ah, no. Number two, take accountability for the part you played, if necessary. Learn as many life lessons as you can from this situation. Self-reflect. What part may you have played in this toxic connection? Journal prompts. How can I better support myself in the next friendship? Was I unknowingly being toxic too? Forgive yourself if you did. Forgiveness may take time, but know you are learning and will be supporting yourself in friendships more in the future. 
I love this one. I <laughs> love it. Because I feel like so many times, because we are in our own minds, we we cannot sometimes see the other side of a story. And I think that it's important to learn from every situation that you're in, yeah. whether it be a great friendship or be a completely toxic friendship. Learning from it is so important and understanding what you liked about the friendship, what you didn't like about the friendship. Like, why did you Mm -hmm. stay in this toxic friendship for so long? Like, what was it about this person that made you think they're a good friend? You know? And and did they bring out a side of you that was kind of toxic too? Like, Mm -hmm. which isn't necessarily your fault. Like, if you're in a shitty situation, like... It makes sense that that would happen, but it does mean, like, maybe you did some things that you weren't happy about yes. or proud of, and, like, you wouldn't have normally done them, and now you have to kind of reckon with that. Yeah. I think the forgiveness part is tough. Yeah. Like, the I mean, the forgiving yourself for being in it, even, like, I don't know, that's hard to get over. I've had friendships yeah. where I've, I've, like, had to forgive myself for being in them. Yeah, same, actually. The ones from high school, especially, mm-hmm. I feel like were really hard for me. Yeah. <sighs> That's when you gotta... Yeah. You gotta talk to your past self and be like, I know you did the best you could at the time. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, number three is unlearning. Unlearn any habits you may have subconsciously picked up from previous toxic mm. relationships. Unlearn any false narratives. I think that kind of goes in two different directions. Like partially that ties into the one before, right? Like unlearning things that you like toxic behaviors that you mm-hmm. might have adopted maybe to like to survive in that yep. relationship. Yep. But also unlearning false narratives can mean too like if they were telling you that you're a piece of shit and yeah. you're not worthy of whatever it is like love or acceptance by other people, like that's so hard mm-hmm. to not believe when you've been believing it for like years right and unlearning that takes a long fucking time yep i agree i agree number four it is not a race to see who can heal first take your time to process heal on your own terms give yourself permission to take however long you need to take that's like when people break up And they're like, I can't believe that person's already, like, moved on and dating somebody else. And it's like, well, you guys just, like, heal in different timelines, and that's fine. It's the same with friendships. Yeah. I always think the same thing, too, that I... I I always think when I hear people talk about that, like, so-and-so is already dating someone else. You don't know, like, when the decision was made in their mind versus yours. Or, Mm -hmm. like, when they came to accept it. Like, the grief process takes so long, and we all go at it at different speeds. And we also, like, you cycle around it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you don't go through it once. It's, like, many cycles. Yep. So, like, you don't know, like, when you hit acceptance versus when they hit acceptance could be, like, totally different. They also may have started at a different time. Right. Maybe they, like, felt like this was over way before you did. And so they already were processing it. Like, it's just... People, you're t- you're different people. Mm-hmm. I like that they said though, like it's not a race to see who can heal first. Yeah, because I do think we talk about that a lot of like yeah. who's ready first or right. whatever. Right, and like that doesn't matter. Right, you take the time you need. Okay, next one. Yeah, number five. It's okay to express how you feel with others. Some of us need external confirmation and support in order to process things. Best to avoid talking to people who know you both. Talk to people who don't know this person to avoid bias and drama. 
Oh, that last part is so key. I feel like this was written for us specifically. Because, <laughs> like, you know we're talking to people. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know All the time. people know what's going on. I'm like, feeling attacked. Um, <laughs> like, it's not, there's no enigma here. Like, people no. are fully aware of what's happening. I was actually just talk- talking to my therapist about how I feel like I need constant validation from people for my own feelings. Literally, bro, literally. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the last part is important to say, talk to people who don't know the person. Yeah. But that also feels really hard. Yeah. That's way I was just going to say, do. I hate that you even have to think about that. Like, as a person who's, like, been a victim of some really shitty behavior from someone else, I hate that you even have to sit there and be like, I can't talk to so-and-so because... Mm-hmm. It's going to cause drama. It's going to make this harder, blah, blah, blah. But it's true. Like, if you try to talk to people who are connected to both of you, you put them in a difficult position because then they also don't know, like, who to console maybe. Or, like, I mean, I don't know. If a person really sucks, they shouldn't be friends with them anyway. But, like, (laughs) it puts them in a position of having to, like, be part of this issue that they weren't really supposed to be part of. And they're going to have to pick a side. And... Or somehow be Switzerland, which is really hard to do. Right. And, like, the moral of the story is you're not going to be happy either way. Because if they don't pick your side, then you're going to be upset with them for that. If they try to be neutral, you're going to be upset with them for Mm -hmm. that. If they pick your side, that's great. But then you're also going to feel guilty because you're going to be like, oh, my God, you know, I'm taking them away from this other friendship that they had or whatever. I don't know. It's just it's a slippery slope. I'm not saying you can never talk to them, but like when you're really like when it's fresh, don't. Yeah. Well, I I also think that my initial thought process when I'm like, I need to tell somebody about something that this person did or like something toxic, whatever. Like it's even it's easier to talk to somebody that knows them because they can give Mm. they don't need all the context Right. They already know right. the person. So, like, right. it's obvious to go to somebody that knows the person because it's like, oh, well, you know this person, so let me tell you what they did to me and, like, why right. it's blah, 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 blah. But, I mean, we love we love avoiding drama. Um, right, for ourselves. For ourselves. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we love to hear about it. Um, right. Number six Be your own best friend. Sounds cheesy, I know, but do things by yourself that you would normally do with a bestie. Get comfortable being with your own energy. Your aura changes when you do this, and you start to attract people who support you supporting yourself. Cute. Support you supporting yourself. I like that. I also love be your own bestie. Yeah. Like, Like, that's like words to live by. Be your own bestie. If you wouldn't be best friends with you, how can you expect anybody else to be best friends with you? That's tea. You got to be best friends with yourself first. Yeah. I love that. And I actually feel like, um, yeah, I'm sure there are people who might be like, mm, but <laughs> I feel like when I like was in college and maybe it was more so like towards the end of college slash like graduation, I spent a lot more time just like by myself or just like hmm. doing things myself. Like I didn't necessarily need to have somebody with me all the time. And I think that, like, I was able to cultivate, like, a comfort Mm -hmm. of doing things alone that I, like, never really had to confront before because I always had people around. Yeah. 
I don't know. I feel like it helped me a lot. I feel like it's helped me grow so that now it's not as daunting to be alone. Yeah. I think that I've been doing, I since moving to Austin, I have been mm-hmm. actively trying to be my own bestie because yeah. I'm living alone for the first time and I'm in a new city where I, at this point, I've made friends, don't worry. But (laughs) like, you know, I don't have my family here. I don't have the same support system that I had in Boston here. So I've had to like get a little bit more comfortable with being alone. And honestly, it's been nice. Except for one time I went on a walk by myself and almost died because my phone died and the sun went down. But Mm -hmm. other than that, it's been great. (laughs) I mean, hey, you live and you learn. Am I wrong? (laughs) Yeah, I feel that. But no, I think it's very important to like do shit on your own and like be comfortable by yourself. Yeah, agreed. Um, number seven, keep your heart open. Don't let this situation stop you from opening up to new friends when your heart is ready to. Your tribe is out there. You will find them. Aw, brother. Sad. Gonna make me cry. I but... agree. I agree. Just because one person hurt you doesn't mean other people will hurt you. Yeah. Just because I got catfished by my best friend in high school doesn't mean I'm going to get catfished again by my best friends. Right. Or by anyone, know. hopefully. I mean, ideally <laughs> not no one, but you just never know. Anyway, number eight, you might not always get an apology or the opportunity to confront them and talk about it. This can be the hardest part because we can feel like we never got closure. But that's not true. You can give yourself closure. If you can talk to them, great. Speak and listen with your heart. If you can't, that's still okay. You can always write them a letter and burn it. Ritualize sending them out of your life. Oof. I mean, if we've said it once, we've said it a million times. We, <laughs> we've talked about closure. It's fake. It's, it's fake. Closure's fake. It's not, you don't, and it, more importantly, you don't get it from anyone else. No one else gives it well, to you. Well, that's why I really like what they say here. You can give yourself closure. I exactly. love that. You give it to yourself. Yes. Even if somebody else tries to give you closure, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. you're the one who has to accept it. Yes. And if you're not going to accept it, then it's not going to happen. 100%. You're the one who decides. You're in charge. Yes. So do it for yourself. Hell yeah. You can do it. Um, Ooh, number nine, I love. Block and delete them. Throw away anything that reminds you of them. You don't need their memory triggering your body and mind. Mm. Don't have to tell me twice. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> I I think that this is very important if it's a toxic person that you cut out of your life, for sure. Yeah. Which, as you know, Haley, I got rid of a friend a few years ago and mm-hmm. did not unfollow them on Instagram until within the last year. So I like still continue to follow them for two years, which was just such a weird thing that I did because I felt like it just made me keep thinking about them for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like for what? Anyway, for what? what is that helping in the situation? Literally, nothing. what is it? Like, nothing. It's only making it worse. Yeah, I'm like, exactly. You don't need that shit. You know, um, and number 10, I think is very important. Uh, if you still share some friends with them, set strong boundaries It's okay to say me and them aren't cool anymore. I would appreciate it if you didn't bring them up around me just to avoid drama. Please don't talk about me with them either. And if a good friend can't respect that, that's not a good friend. Mm. Literally, I have done that exact thing. I have texted my friends and I have said, listen, this person is out. 
Mm-hmm. They are yesterday's news, and if you try to talk to me about them, I will not hear it. And if you try to talk to them about me, I'll not. I won't be your friend anymore. Yeah. And and they were like, "Cool, bet sounds good." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really important. I mean, I think that that's the hardest thing about you know losing friendships if they're in a friend group because that's messy. That's when it becomes the messiest. The friend right. group the isn't just gonna completely disintegrate because you're no longer friends with that one person. Yeah. But it's messy. It is messy. I think losing a toxic friendship that then leads to you losing a friend group is worth it. Mm. I don't know if you agree with that, but like being in a toxic friendship and still having this friend group versus not having that toxic friend group and or sorry, not having that toxic friend and therefore not having the friend group anymore, I would choose the latter. Yeah, same. You can't you can't keep toxic people around and you can't let them have access to you. You just can't. So I think it makes sense. Like if you need it sucks, but like if you need to lose some other people along the way, then that's unfortunately what it has to be. Yeah. But I don't know. I I think obviously every situation's so different. But like yeah. depending on what happened if you don't think that your friends can respect or like be there for you in the way that you need them to be, Mm -hmm. if you're separating yourself from someone else, then yeah, they're not good enough friends. Yeah. That's, that's the bottom line right there. That's it. (laughs) That's all she wrote. (laughs) Um, so if you have thoughts about what we've said today, Mm -hmm. let us know. No filter friendship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Because we just love, we love our friends. Yeah, we just love to chit chat. So do that. And also, um, you should find us on social media too. We are at No Filter Friends with a Z at the end on Twitter and Instagram. And on TikTok, we are at No Filter Friendship, the whole thing. And you also are probably listening to us on a streaming platform of some kind. For sure. No chance they're not. I mean, hello you are so if you're not following us or not subscribed yeah what the fuck's that about and if you haven't already rated and wrote a review um confused i'm confused mm, i'm confused i have questions some questions i have questions i'll see you in court is what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) yeah make sure that you are keeping an eye out our uh, our season is going on a hiatus soon summer hiatus baby well a little summer vacay a little summer break only for like a little bit don't panic don't panic and we'll still put <laughs> some content out on social media so if you Obviously. are gonna miss us if you're concerned make sure you hit that follow button mm-hmm. but we will be back next week for another episode of no Foods of friendship bye friends bye friends Two friends who talk too much. <laughs>